Aleluia. Oh, aleluia. How many of you love Jesus today? I do have something from the Holy Ghost that I feel to share with you. I'll be as brief as possible, but I feel like the Lord wants to give us a word to just cap on everything that has happened here today. So if you would, return to your seats, please. Thank you so much. God bless you. Victory is in this place. Deliverance is in this place. Amen. And just because we're shifting what we're about to do doesn't mean God has changed or left. Amen. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. But you shall receive power. Somebody say power. power. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses. Somebody say witnesses. Unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria. And everybody say this last part with me. And unto the uttermost part of the earth. I want to preach to you for just a few minutes. Empowered to go. Lord Jesus, this is your church, not mine. Help me to do a great job in a short amount of time. In Jesus' name, you may be seated. All right. Hallelujah. Got to just cram it all in here real fast. You're empowered to go. Here's three things I want you to catch about empowerment from God. Number one, He wants to empower you. Amen. He wants to. He's, he's waiting for people just to plug in. Number two, you must access God's empowerment. That means you must be born again if you're not already. And if you are born again, number three, you must fulfill God's empowerment, which is to be a disciple maker, which means to go. Somebody say, go. You see, God saves people from darkness and translates them into His marvelous light and into His glorious kingdom. And those alive today are blessed with an eternal opportunity to know and experience the full empowerment of Almighty God. I would love to see what it was like in the Old Testament. I would love to see some of the great accounts that are there. But don't get me wrong when I say this. I'm not disrespecting anything from where we've come from. Neither am I disrespecting any previous generation that has brought me to where I am today but I'm happy to be in the end times last days church right now I wouldn't trade it for anything you see it's time to let go of the mindset of how things used to be done and how we used to do things and begin to get accustomed to the fact that Jesus chose us for His holy purpose. If He would, had wanted Paul, the apostle for the 21st century, He'd have him here. If He'd have wanted Mary, He'd have her here. But He wanted you and He wanted me and we are empowered to go. The book of Acts is called the centerpiece of the Bible. All other uh, of the books of the Holy Scriptures either anticipate this book or look forward to its fulfillment or they use it to measure what the church should be. It, like Christ, is the apex of the Bible. The book of Acts is and records the foundation of the church. Jesus said to His disciples, upon this rock, not Peter, upon this rock, faith in who He is Himself, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell 
shall not prevail against it. But let me just clarify something. That's not a defensive position. That's not us behind the gates protected and they're holding back the enemy. No, that is us making our way to the enemy's gates, reaching in and snatching them forth and saving them. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. You're empowered to go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Therefore, the church provides the expected norm for God's church until He returns. Acts is a blueprint for what God intends His church to be. I've read a lot of good books on how to have church growth and how to do this. And I'm all for learning and I'm all for trying new things as long as they're within the Bible. But let me tell you the best plan of action we can do is to read the book of Acts. And by the way, pun intended, the best plan of action is what to read the book of Acts. It doesn't say the intentions of the apostles. It doesn't say the the good ideas of the apostles, the goals or the objectives. It says the acts. They begin to move. They begin to act. They begin to believe. And when they did, God confirmed his word with signs following. If we'll do what we're supposed to do, God will do his part. Hallelujah. Acts is the blueprint for what God wants his church to be. As we practice its principles, we will experience the continuation of God's prophetic promise and purpose. You see, the book of Acts presents to us an image of the kind of church we're supposed to be. Its testimonies are not intended to represent an unreachable pinnacle. They are to represent the church as it should be and continue to be and get better. Amen? It doesn't stop with the apostles. You see, there's a false doctrine called cessation that wants to believe that all that happened then but not now. I rebuke that doctrine in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You know why? Because I've experienced everything there is to experience in the book of Acts. I've seen people in Brazil speaking in English, not knowing English. That's what happened in Acts chapter 2. 17 different languages were heard. They spoke in a heavenly tongue to them because they didn't know it. But it was a known language to somebody else. I've seen that. I've seen God raise the dead. I've seen God do miraculous healings. I've seen God provide financially. I've been filled with the Spirit, baptized in His name, sanctified by the blood. You You've come too late to tell me it's not real. Woo! Hallelujah. And for some of you old timers that might know this, I'm a one God apostolic tongue talking, holy roller, born again, heaven bound believer in the liberated power of Jesus' name. Woo! Well, glory. I'm on fire today. And I'm hot. It's hot in here. I'm telling you. Man, I see some of you with coats on. I'm like, dear Lord. I want to go home and put my t-shirt and sweatpants on. Man. The book of Acts represents the doctrine of the church as it should be. It's a message of power. It's a message that has power to overcome sin in this world. I've read a lot of good books in my lifetime. And many of them have inspired me. And many of them have informed me. But this is the only book that it's transformed me. You see, the doctrine of the book of Acts is still our doctrine today. It transcends time. It transcends culture. 
the baptismal formula in the book of Acts. It's still our baptismal formula. In the name of Jesus for the remission of sins. The message of the first century church is our message still today. The deliverance and the infilling of the Holy Spirit that we preach today is coming right from the book of Acts. And we still preach it and people are still experiencing it. The book of Acts represents the church that God imbued with His Spirit. A church that was no stranger to the demonstration of the Spirit and power of God. And so I say to you, as we become daily, let's remember it is a book of Acts church that we must become in every way possible. The principles that were employed by the first century church will still work today in the 21st century. We can and we will see God do greater for the latter rain and the former rain and the rain are coming in the first month. Hallelujah. Do not subscribe to any doctrine that says it's already happened. So the question here is not, will God do great and mighty signs, miracles, and wonders? The question is, will you be a part of what God is doing? I refuse to settle for anything less than what the book of Acts promises. And I will not be surprised when it comes. I'm surprised it hasn't already started happening every minute of every day. Amen. Let me ask you a question. I know the answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Is there a way to overcome the decay and the decline of spirituality in our society? Yes. Because the church is salt and light. We dissipate the spiritual darkness and the decay over our communities in Jesus' name. And watch this. The more we pray, the more we receive power from God. That's a good reason to pray. But watch. The more power we receive from God, the more emboldened we are to share His Word. That's a really good reason to pray and get empowered. But watch this. The more we share God's Word, the more people are going to be saved, delivered, and healed. That's a good thing. But guess what's going to happen? The more people that are saved, delivered, and healed, the more Satan is going to try to stop the church. So guess what we're going to do in reaction to him trying to stop the church? We're going to pray. And when we pray, we're going to get power. And when we get power, we're going to witness. And when we witness, people are going to be saved. And when people get saved, the devil's going to get mad and fight. So we're just going to start all over and pray some more. And when we pray, we're going to get power. And when we get power, we're going to witness. And when we witness, people are going to be saved. And the devil's going to get mad. And I'm going to get glad and start praying all over again. Hear me, I've come to tell you that if the devil was smart, he'd stop fighting the church. Because the more he fights, the more the church prays. The more he throws up his hands against us, the more we get on our knees in prayer. Hallelujah. Let me also say this. Our divided world needs a united church. The world does not need a politically correct, compromised church. God has not empowered us to activism. He has empowered us to evangelism. The, 
Hear me, the world doesn't need another political protest. They need the power of Pentecost. A watered down message is ineffective against sin. And so the church must return to her apostolic Pentecostal roots as seen in the book of Acts, praying continually and preaching the everlasting gospel. So let the church arise and stand up and stand out for the pure word of God. What saith the scripture? I don't know about you, but as long as there's breath in these lungs, as long as there's oxygen in this body, as long as there's capacity in this brain, I will stand for the truth. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, sister, spring up, oh well. But I've come to tell you, you're empowered to go. Can I tell you, God never intended the church to be idle. He wants us to go. I know it sounds elementary, but what's the first two letters in the word gospel? G O, go. Right? Jesus said, go into most of the world. <laughs> You're listening. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. To every creature. Hallelujah. We're to make disciples of all nations. God wants us to go. We're to go as sheep among wolves, the Bible says. We're to go and God will go with us and confirm his word with signs following. You see, we're not waiting on God. God is waiting on us. And if we'll just start going... Good to see you, Lord. I'm glad you're with me. The Bible says he will confirm his word with signs following. How many of you want to see God do some things in your family, your home, your neighborhood, your school? Come on. Is there any young people that want to see God do some things in your school? Is there anybody in college? Come on. Is there anybody that's got a friend, a co-worker, a relative? Come on. You want to see God? Start going. Start going in the name of Jesus. And the word will confirm itself following you. Hallelujah. But watch this. When Jesus told him to go, Acts 1.8, he then ascended. And the Bible says in verse 11 that they stood there gazing. And the angels had to say, why do you stand here gazing? You see, that's us. We want to gaze at the glory that God has done in services like this one. We want to gaze at the power of God in what he did last week when a couple got baptized. We want to ga- God doesn't want us to gaze. Let's rejoice, let's shout, let's thank the Lord for those good things, but let's keep going. Why? Because Jesus is coming again. Isn't that what the angel said? This same Jesus whom you've seen go up will come again the same in like manner, right? So why should we go? Because Jesus is coming, and he's coming back for a people that have made herself ready. And so we're empowered to go. So stop gazing. The reason we're empowered to go is because Jesus is coming again. And let's do this. Let's continue with one accord. That's what they did. He said go. He said tarry. You realize it was seven days that they tarried? Seven days. I don't know it will sound like a long time, but you pray for something for a while and it doesn't happen. You're like, what's going on, right? If you'll just keep tarrying, it's coming. And when it came... 
they were endued with power from on high. Hallelujah. They continued with one accord. They obeyed. Our vision this year is daily. But hear me. Before there could be a daily commitment from these believers, they had to obey Jesus' command. They first had to go and tarry. And after they tarried and were empowered, they could then go and share this abroad. And it was then that they became a daily church. Jesus told his disciples they would experience his divine empowerment to go into all the world. But while he spoke, he ascended. They looked and lingered and had to be reminded to obey his words. So let me ask you a question. Very simple message today. At what are you gazing when you should be going? If you're here today and need to be baptized in Jesus' name, we have robes, we have towels. They're fresh, they're clean. The water is pure. It is. Brother Michael, Brother Keith, keep it pure. They, they keep all the pH balance and all that stuff and chlorine. I promise you, it's warm and it's nice. If, if God's telling you to go to get baptized, why are you waiting? If you need to forgive and reconcile with a brother or sister, stop gazing and start going. If there's a ministry God has called you to, you hear Pastor Trevor every Sunday say, if you want to serve, volunteer, yada, yada. Why are you gazing? We need help. The kingdom needs to move forward. God has empowered you to go. Which classmate, which coworker, which neighbor, which friend, which family member will you realize that you're empowered to go to? Praying for them and inviting them to experience the power of Pentecost. I've come to tell you, TCOO, we will go. Come on, turn to somebody next to you and say, we will go. Oh, come on, say it bold like I'm saying it. We will go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are and will continue to be a thriving, spirit-filled church in Omaha where everyone can be transformed by the hope and the healing promised through Jesus Christ, connecting with God, growing in faith, serving others, and leading by example daily. We are and we will continue to be a relevant and vibrant apostolic Pentecostal church in Omaha, experiencing the demonstration of the spirit and power of God. We will continue to be culturally diverse and unified. We will work and be continually effective in educating, equipping, and empowering disciple makers. We will continue to evangelize Omaha with the hope and healing of God's glorious gospel. We will train and credential ministers to preach the gospel. We will break the 200 member and the 300 member and the 400 and so on and so forth barriers, engaging the whole church in active commitment to the vision. We will continue to plant churches in all the suburbs of Omaha and other ethnic groups in the corporate city limits. And we will be debt free, paid in full, and supporting every missionary locally, regionally, nationally, and globally. We are empowered to go. I want you to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. When you go lunch today, be sensitive to talk to that waiter, waitress, person. Make sure you grab one of our cards. 
there's space you can write on the back. Tell them, hey, we don't notice you for doing a good job praying for you. Be sensitive. You might have to pick up milk and bread, and you might normally go to Hy-Vee, but God might say, no, this time go to Baker's. If God does that, let him lead you. That's happened to some of you here. You've told me the story, and you've bumped into a backslider or whatever. Be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Let's realize we're empowered to go. And let's also realize this. It is our job to plant and water. God gives the increase, right? So, listen, trust me. I want this place so packed that we have to have all the white chairs that we have put out and, and still standing room only. Yes, trust me, I, I want that for the glory of God, not so I can have any kind of bragging rights. I want to have to park on the grass and all that good stuff. Praise the Lord. I want to have to talk to the trustees about what we're going to do to expand and so forth. Yes, I want to have those conversations, but hear me. My job is not to grow the church. <laughs> My job is to plant and water. And if I'll plant and water, Pastor Lucas, and, and you, me, and the pastoral team will preach the word, guess what God will do? God will grow the church. If we'll do our part, God will do his part. Thank you, Jesus. I want us right now to pause and pray that God would let this message sink into every fiber of our being and that tomorrow when we get up we'd remember it and the next day and the one after that and the week after that and the month after that that we would remember we're empowered to go and that we would operate accordingly Lord Jesus right now I pray both for myself and for all those hearing me that we would understand your divine empowerment that we've been equipped, empowered, and enabled to go. God, let us remember it tomorrow. Let us remember it when we struggle. Let us remember it when we, when we don't seem to see the results that we would wish that we had. And remember, we're only called to plant and water that you give the increase. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that as we do our part, you will do yours, confirming your word with signs following daily. You cannot lie. Your word is true. And so we declare it and believe it in Jesus' name. And would everybody say, Amen. Last Sunday, I had all those who are volunteering in various roles and, and ministries and positions to stand and thank you all who did and who are serving and already had two approach and say they want to uh, help serve, uh, start serving. And so thank you for that. And if any more want to, please talk to us. We want to get you connected and involved. Today, before we close, I want to take just a moment to introduce you to some people that I call the dream team. These are people that work together. Uh, we, we have diff different trainings on getting better, but also to collaborate on the different events that we do, the things that we do, uh, including the vision that we launch and so on and so forth as a part of the church. So as I call your name, uh, I know it's going to get crowded, but if you could come and so instead of the platform, just stand here up at the front. And, and I want everybody that I'm about to call to come, and we're going to pray for you. That's how we're going to wrap up today. So I want to start with our associate pastor and his wife, amen, the Kirkpatricks. I love and appreciate them. She also serves in our ladies' ministry. Bible quizzing, you want to talk to her about what happened yesterday. They had a great opportunity. I think we were one and two, right? Uh, first place and second place. Come on over, y'all. And amen. 
I don't say this lightly. I say this truthfully. I can't do it without a team. And so this couple is a, is a part of that. And I appreciate them in Jesus' name. The Coles, if you would come, our teaching pastor, amen, as well as discipleship. You heard from them last week. Praise team as well. And she also serves in children's. Amen. Thank you for helping out in that area, the, the nursery. Appreciate that so much. Amen. Wilders, if you would please come. Brother and Sister Wilder, amen. Our administrative pastor, they also work in the children's ministry executively, and she also helps and serve there. Is she not here today? Okay, well, Sister Tabby, we love you, and you're here in spirit. Amen. Uh, also, family by design and on the praise team. Amen. Millers, if you would come, our student pastors as well, serving in our media. They also help clean and keep the downstairs clean. By the way, I just want to put a plug in. If you ever use the downstairs, please clean up after yourself because they do a good job to keep it clean for the youth and the church. So, amen. There we go. Good plug for you guys. That includes the bathrooms, by the way, as well, too. If you use those, don't leave them dirty. Amen. Thank you. All right. Sister Jackie Ferris, did she leave already? Is she still here? She's in nursery. There you go. See? In nursery, she's serving. She's on our executive team and also over Connections Ministry. We love her. My wife, come on up here, Shannon. Amen. Couldn't do it without her. I mean that wholeheartedly and sincerely. We are a team as a couple, and I love and appreciate what she does and who she is. Uh, amen. Praise team minister as well. Connections. She also helps in the nursery. Amen. Donnie and Kara, would you come up? Our media uh, minister. They also do discipleship. Sister Kara works in children's ministry. Amen. And they're on the executive team. Sal and Linda. Amen. Our forever young uh, leaders, our marriage mentors, also working in the connections ministry, greeting our guests and so forth. Amen. Brooklyn and Daniel, if you would come. Brooklyn serves our children's minister. Brother Daniel, media, taking pictures today, praise team, amen, hallelujah, Alex and Joey, amen, family by design, also serving in children's ministry, Terry and Laurel, serving in classics, the classics ministry, Brother Terry drives our van, keeps it filled and clean and protected and all of that, they also clean once a month, Mac and Julie, serve together on the student ministries, and they also help clean the church. And they are missionaries in training. I say that because one day Mac and Julie's not going to be here. They're going to be in Brazil, and who knows where else God's going to lead them. Amen. But we've got an, an opportunity to be a part of what God's doing in their life while they're here, and we're thankful for their support. Brother uh, Helbert, Sister Nancy, if you would come, our prayer minister, and Brother Helbert, our Spanish team music. Mario and Priscilla, if you would come on up as well, our Spanish church ministers and pastors, amen, we love and appreciate you, your hard work, amen, and finally, Brooklyn and Colin, they serve in student ministries and in cleaning, and they are newly appointed creative ministers. Now... I want you to just take a long look here at all these wonderful, awesome, beautiful, handsome people. Amen. I can't do it alone. I don't want to do it alone. And they feel the same about all of you that help in these various ministries. We can't do it without you. So we are one. And here's what I'm going to ask everybody to do. I'm going to have all of them extend your hands forward to the congregation. Some of you look up at the, the screen for those watching. And all of you, if you would extend your hands forward, and we're going to pray one for another. 
that together we would be a daily church empowered to go. Jesus, I bless each of these wonderful ministers, one of these wonderful people who serve on the dream team, who help all of these, God, who are in the church, the saints, the wonderful people of God who volunteer and give their time. Thank you. I ask you, Lord, to bless in the name of Jesus, uniting and strengthening and helping each of us to serve faithfully together in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that we would do your will, that we would be empowered to go, and that we would walk accordingly in faith and in hope in the name of Jesus. Let your blessings be upon us according to your word and we ask in Jesus' name that we would always be pleasing to you in all that we do daily in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, let me just put one big plug here. We still need help. So if you can help clean, if you want to help with connections ministry, if, if you've got a burden, uh, you want to help in what other, come see my wife, wave, raise your hand, Pastor Lucas down there, Pastor Trevor, wave your hand, Jackie's in the nursery, come see one of them, come talk to me, let's get you plugged in and connected, because God wants you to be a part as well, and we want you to be a part, so amen, we're a team, we need each other, amen? I love and appreciate each of you, and I thank God to be able to be your pastor. I mean that. It's, it's an honor. It's a privilege. And, and I've had, some of you have said to me, you know, oh, I don't want to burden you. I, I want to just say this so nobody has to keep saying that. You're not a burden. You're a blessing. And I mean that. Okay? I'll carry that with you. I'll help you through that. We'll pray through it. Um, you know, but God has helped me and given me wisdom, given me a team that I can rely on and, and a, a wife that will let me come home and veg out and, and not have to fret and stew. Amen? And so I mean it. You're not a burden. You're a blessing. I love you. Let's be the church daily. Amen. Clap your hands to the Lord one more time. Yes, you are not dismissed, you are deployed. <laughs> I know the screen sometimes says service is dismissed, but if you look underneath, it also says deployed. You're deployed to go into the harvest field. God bless you.